1: Good morning, welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts, Trent. I was late today. Man, like really,
2: you did that to make me feel good, baby. Let's go with that, TJ. We're going to go with that. Patrick is getting becoming an an (laughs) expert at flattering me. (laughs) No, truth be known, we were having a, having a pretty good riveting
1: discussion amongst our, uh, you know, we record this show during the week amongst our team on, on a big project that came up, and I just didn't check my phone for 30 minutes, all of a sudden I look down, I've got like 402
2: texts, hey Trent's looking for you, hey you're supposed to be at the radio, hey man, did you forget? Hey, I called David you? Baird, I was like, hey I'm not trying to bother you, but you seem, I mean I mean I <laughs> told TJ, I was sitting here with TJ, and I'm not, I'm, hey I'm tardy on occasion, but I mean, every, like a, everybody you give a heads up. But uh, it was just odd. David said, you before you went and got lunch, you said you had the radio show. That was weird. TJ heard that, and I was like, ooh, I hope everything's okay. You know, it's just, if you just had forgotten and not thought about it all day, it might be a little different. But anyway, I'm glad you're okay, Patrick. <laughs> we are rejoicing <laughs> in your health. Thank you. No, hey, you know
1: how it goes sometimes, uh... Sometimes an hour can seem like five minutes when you're on something or you're you're to something as a group of oh, people. Oh, it is! And all of a sudden, I got to look at my phone and say, "Guys, I got to go." They're like, "Now, like right now, I'll be back in forty minutes. Yeah. And we'll, we'll jump back on." We what I uh, left we
2: we hear that from our guests on the radio yeah. often. They say, "Hey, man, that t- that flew by. Wow, I thought it was gonna be difficult. It was w- too easy. I got more to say." So uh,
1: it's this hard hitting journalism we we hit them with. I with. don't
2: think we hit. I don't think I hit hard in any in any facet (laughs) you know you know you have that dream for some reason I don't know what dreams mean but when you try to punch somebody and it's really slow and then it doesn't really do anything to them that's 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 reality and I don't. That, that, that was my
1: point. <laughs> I don't need to be punching anyone. I'll no. tell you a funny story about dreams and being punched. After I had I had some some mouth surgery done. It, it was actually the day we did a show, and there's somewhere there's a picture of me that looks like I got punched. And the doctor was like, "Hey, this is going to probably hurt around 10 o'clock at night." Now the whole day, I'm, I was fine. Everything's good. I fell asleep around 9:30 in the middle of my dream. I got punched in the jaw, and I woke up with that punch. and I'm going, "Ow, oh!" Ooh. And it was that that surgical area Dang, starting
2: to set in that's pretty cool isn't that weird yeah so, i mean i think i've had some dreams like that when i hurt my ankle or something and then i hurt it in my dream and then wake up like, oh tender
1: uh, there's got to be a name for that somewhere somebody smarter than us out there has to there's got to be some sort of a I, study on that i mean
2: we talk about it i talk about my kids on the radio a lot Rowan, we we used to call her Tenderheart. uh I'm proud of of Rowan and Tatum left Sunday after church. Everybody knows we record this. Uh, we record this during the week, and they went on their first ever mission trip, middle school mission trip, oh, or youth mission trip. They're in middle school, uh, middle and high schoolers went to Wilmington to do some work for for a homeless charity. Uh, and, and and she texted last night and said, "How'd your day go?" And we said, "You know how'd it go?" And she said. She was using a sledgehammer. This is she's a seventh grader, oh, yeah. uh, Tenderheart, and using the sledgehammer, and the sledgehammer broke, and I think the head flew off and hit 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 a wall or something. Oh no! She said because now they call her Reckless Rowan or Wreck-It Rowan or something. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but, but I, I so we're proud of her and Tatum. God yeah. bless y'all. Yeah. I hope y'all finished the week strong, um, and everybody that went and, and is safe. But but Rowan talks about her dreams and she has these nightmares she's the most positive tenderhearted and i'm always like "Well, what was it about well she's like i don't remember and reagan's like stop trying to read into it dreams are dreams they mean nothing you know uh i don't know if they mean anything or not i don't know i'm not a psychologist do you google them i have never googled a dream don't do that i don't i try (laughs) I try not to make it a practice to Google anything no. anymore that like that. I'm
1: telling you, you can find an answer that suits your whatever you want it to suit. Yeah. You can find it.
2: Yeah, we're repaving our road. Uh, All k- right, kudos. You know, yeah. <laughs> All right, woo hoo! <laughs> kudos to my private drive, crazy river rat neighbors. Uh, For for coming together and and trying to get this done, Uh, I think over the last like ten years we've looked at it three different times. And on one time on the radio, I I was patching the road. I'm aware. Uh, So so you trying to get wrangled, herd cats? I think they say crazy Uh, river
1: rat. I think it takes one to know one, man. Just just to give you, I'm in the game. I feel
2: you. But I don't know why I was even saying we were heard paving the road. But that's
1: uh, good. Well, you talked about it on the show several times. The road, it, it, it probably needed it at this point. What was <laughs> it? I think you talked about your mom redoing it. We're talking about no, it was when we had a. Oh my gosh, uh, uh, we're talking about asphalt. Um, yeah, oh, i having a. Brent, com- Bl- thank you, Brent Blackledge.
2: Black- Blackledge. Yeah, yeah
1: it, and you were like, oh, we repave my road?"
2: But I was.
1: Day that was a long
2: time ago. Yeah, We've patched it. It's been like thirty-five or forty years. I I was a very young kid Man, the last time we repaved you it. You
1: might need to talk to those kids about rollerblades and skateboards on that new paved road. They're gonna get some speed going down well, that. Well, the hill.
2: asphalt guy that I, Reagan piped me in on the day to ask a couple questions because she's wrangling it with the neighbors. She he said he said after a month you could land a seven forty-seven on it. And I said,
1: <laughs> you said prove it. <laughs> we'll see. I've got three year <laughs> warranty. <laughs> Oh Lord! Oh man! But well, who's on the show today? I was
2: late. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get the memo. I know. I'm just setting uh, you up. Uh, 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 a good blossoming uh, okay. friend of mine, Mac Winget. Uh, we go to church together. Awesome. Our church is merged. Um, Mac's a do it hands on guy, and, and and his family and his in laws. I mean, they're they're staples in in Still Creek area, Southeast Charlotte, and. And he's joined this construction business, SEAS, Southeastern Architectural Systems, and and, and gone, partnered up, and, and he's a leader in this business. He's doing great things. He's got great stories, both personally and business-wise. Can't so we... I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. I bet he could come pave my road. Hey, if it doesn't work out with the current guy, maybe we we'll, get backup plans. We'll or... see. We got backup plans in Mac. You have a backup plan. You I call hope the story's good. A contingency plan, right? <laughs> Wing it when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby.
1: Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Segment two, if you missed segment
2: one, we thought it was pretty good. I thought it was good. Patrick, your first segments are never good. Wicka wicka. That's not what my hey, mom okay. says. <laughs> oh, your mom. Yeah. I'm, I'm I always talk about my church buddies talking about the show and now I have one on. These guys hold on, they exist? They do. They do.
1: Are you the one, Mac, are you the one that was like one of our two views when we used to do YouTube
2: versions of the radio show?
0: <laughs> That's that might have been me. I mean I'm I'm a fan. I'm I am a listener of the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think he was listening back then. No, uh, maybe not. But uh yeah, Mac uh, Wingett. Uh, right? Mac Winget is a, is a is a fellow southwestern Charlotte fella. I think he's a little out of the, out of the county now. Um but, uh, Bo Byram's best friend growing up, if you haven't ever listened to the Bo Byram show. Oh no. Uh, and I Ooh. met him by way of Bo Byram giving him street cred. And then our churches merged uh, several years ago. Yep. and 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 I was saying in the before we got on the air, Several people, multiple times, were like over over year, decades. Hey, you know Mac Winget. You all to know Mac Winget. Y'all y'all be good buddies. I can't believe y'all don't know each other. <laughs> and uh, I, I I think we're building a pretty good relationship. So, uh, hey. welcome Mac.
0: Hey Trent, it's a it's a pleasure to be on here, and I appreciate you and Patrick having me on the show, and it's an honor to be here. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so Mac, I have to ask: is uh is Mac M A C is that your is that your God given name?
0: It is. Uh, It's David McAllister Wingett, which is short for uh, Mac, is short for McAllister. And my dad's brother, unfortunately, was killed in an automobile accident when he was 18. He was Thomas McAllister Wingett and um, he was always known as Mac. He went to Olympic High School. And so when I was born, they named me David McAllister Wingett in in honor of him. And so Mm -hmm. Mac was my name as a child and, and just stuck ever since.
1: Well, so my grandfather, my last name is McIsaac. His he was Mac, and what's kind of cool is now uh, the grandkids call my my dad is now Mac, and so uh, you know, his name is John John T McIsaac. He was the third, John Thomas McIsaac, and uh, they always called my grandfather. He passed away when I was one years old, when I was real little. But he was just Mac. I don't really think anybody called him John that I'm aware of, and it's been cool now that you know the oldest grandkid is. The, Seventh, going to be in eighth grade, and we my, my dad's now Mac. I mean, it's ever since the grandkids came, you know, he it's no John or dad. We just call him Mac. So it's a uh, same kind of deal. It's, we, unfortunately, you know, for you, yours is immemorial. Ours is uh, just a family name, McIsaac. So it's good to have uh, yes. another Mac on the show.
0: Hey, great to be here. And it's, it is an honor to be named for somebody. And you got that family tradition and that legacy. Yeah, and I could imagine a certain responsibility getting out of bed every morning.
2: I hear you, so Matt. Why don't you start us off, man? I think I love hearing your stories. I had never heard that story, Patrick. We do this, we do this weekly for six years, and then <laughs> yeah. I, hang, I talk to you all the time. Never heard that story. Good to uh, pick uh, up a new story. It, it, my old man has been
1: uh, on the show. He was an interesting guest. Uh,
2: yeah, I was going to say that. Great show. Yeah, you, you go go. Uh, John T. John T. John. John Johnny Mac. Johnny we, Mac. We, we didn't call nick- him Mac on the show. Many a nickname, but. God, uh, it
0: it's a small world. My father in law was named Johnny Mac, so he was John McDowell <laughs> and they called him Johnny Mac. <laughs> I,
2: I can attest it. to that because he went to our church, God rest his soul. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, Matt, why not you, you? You're from the Still Creek area. Uh, you baseball player. You're hardworking. Your dad's kind of kind of a a a legacy southeast charlotte guy i revere him won't you won't you take us down your story a little bit
0: sure so so i I grew up in steel creek um and my dad and my granddad have always been self-reliant guys grew up on a little farm in the steel creek area and and my dad and my granddad were always working on the farm and brought me up working on the farm and driving a tractor as soon as i could sit on the seat and steer the steering wheel we were picking up hay bales and as long as i could sit on the seat and steer the steering wheel they allowed me to to help them with hay. So That's grew up cool. on the farm, working on the farm, and, and always enjoyed that. And the saying growing up was, son, you better be able to earn a living with your head or your hands, preferably with your head, but with either <laughs> one. And so I was always taught that growing up. And I really, I remember as as a teenager having a fear of never being able to do what my dad and my granddad could do, because they could you know, if the well pump went out, they could pull it out themselves and fix it. If the bush hog broke, they could fire up the welder and weld it back and fix it themselves. And I always admired that trait and that quality in a man that they could just do whatever and fix whatever broke. And so going out to college, I went to Appalachian State and, and played a little baseball up there and got into four-wheeling and off-road rock crawling. And I had this fear. I said, you know, I, just, I can't fix things like my dad and my granddad can. And so I ended up getting a... Uh, getting into some classes at the Caldwell Community College while I was taking history classes at Appalachian and taking welding classes. And so when I came back home, you know, I could show my dad that I could fire up the stick welder and weld, and he was kind of proud of that. But I started taking it to the extreme and building this off-road Jeep. And I remember one time I came home from college and I had the doors off and I'd built a roll cage on the inside and I'd taken the axles out from under it and Put F-250 axles underneath it, and I don't know if he was as proud of me that day as, uh, you know, that wasn't his intentions when he wanted me to be <laughs> self-reliant and be able to earn a living in my head or my hands. I don't think that's what he had in mind exactly.
2: <laughs> so, you, so, we, so you did a history major at App State.
0: That, that is correct. History major at App State with a minor in uh, welding and fabrication at Caldwell Community College. There you <laughs> go. And, I, I, and and I loved it. I mean, I loved 4 and loved off-roading and, and building things with my hands and so, and, and I had a different college experience probably than a lot of folks. I lived with four other guys in the house up in Boone and our weekend was, wasn't going to the football game, it was going out and going to Murphy, North Carolina or going to Teleco and, and off-road racing and so essentially something would always break and you had to get your head around, how do we fix this? How do we get this Jeep back out of the woods and back to Boone without a tow truck or a tow rig to get us home so learned how to weld hooking two batteries and jumper cables together and doing all sorts of things like that and I never thought it would serve me in my career but that's kind of how I ended up in a roundabout way doing what I'm doing so graduated college uh, got a job teaching high school actually down at Fort Mill High School and um, that's uh, in a roundabout way how I ended up here and it's kind of unusual going from teaching world history to uh, running a construction company. But I was um, working as a high school history teacher, still doing some four-wheel drive stuff on the side. And a guy named Tom Rochester called me, and I'd coached his son on the baseball team. And he said, hey, Mac, I want you to let's go to lunch. So Tom and I go to lunch one day, and we're sitting down. He says, Mac, I want you to come work for me. And I said, Tom, I I don't really know what you do for a living. I said, I know you're in (laughs) some kind of construction business, but I'm not sure what you do. And he explained it to me, and it sounded interesting. And one of the other things that my dad had growing up, he said, son, you need to have a good board of directors in your life. And so we we decided to go to that board of directors. One of the guys on my board of directors was a guy named Jim Hobus. And I sat down with Jim, and I said, Jim, I've got this opportunity to get in the construction business. And um, I said, the guy seems like a neat guy, but I don't know him well. What, what advice do you have for me? And Talked to him about my teaching career and that I really enjoyed the kids and, and being around the kids, but seemed like a good opportunity. And he said, "Son," he said, "there are not noble professions. There are noble people doing a lot of things." And I went home and, and thought on that and decided to take the job with Tom. And it ended up being a being a great decision. Changed my life.
2: So, so how long did you teach?
0: Two years. talk two years.
1: Mac, your your story and mine are remarkably similar. I mean I have a ton of parallels with how I met Trent and really how I got involved with, with Roby Roby construction at the time was Roby Electric, which, you know, anybody's out there listening, I, I, I couldn't tell you what Romex wire was when I started at Roby Electric. But <laughs> very, very similar stories went to that similar board of directors and said, I got this long pass downfield. I don't know. This doesn't it's just something I should do. I'm pretty comfortable with, with what I'm doing and uh when I kind of explained when Trent laid his vision out, similar to you, to these these directors, so to speak, they were just people that I really respected and had been successful. I mean, it was a resound- a resounding. You need to do this, and you should do it. Right. And, and here we are. You know, this was a 2010 for me. I, I'm not sure what your. I guess it, 2007 eight is when this happened with you.
0: It, it, exactly 2007 for me.
1: Yeah, but it, it again, it it just it just it felt right, and I, it sounds like a similar parallel to you. Um, I don't know. I, Trent and I sat down at what once was the Philadelphia restaurant across from the hospital with David McGuire. And that's sort of where uh, where it started for me. But very similar parallels. I think we, we got a lot to pick up on, Trent.
2: Yeah. And uh, Noble Smoke wasn't around then, just it was, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But which Mac.
0: That's, that's where we would have met. That's for sure. I yeah. yeah and now. And now <laughs>
2: I see Mac there. Uh, I think we see each other there about a, every week now. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Let's uh let's go pay some bills, Mac. And can we pick it up there when we get back? Great stuff.
0: Sound, sounds great. Look forward to it.
2: All right. You're listening to Mac Winget, uh, Southeastern Architectural Systems when we return at home with Roby. <laughs> Welcome back
1: to at home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. We've got Matt Winget on the show today, Trent, and just to kind of recap, if you're just joining us here for segment trace.
2: If you if you you, you, you let me guess, you think the first two segments were pretty good. <laughs> I think they were exceptional. Your radio board of advisors, uh, <laughs> aka Mama, thought thanks. Thanks, we're on the right That's track. It.
1: My wife, my wife stopped listening, so I, I don't know what that means. I think she gets enough of me at home. Yeah. Uh, but no, we we were going down. Mac, as we mentioned on the last episode, or last segment, I shouldn't say episode. Mac has a similar story to me. Is he came from App State, um, learned how to weld to, to appease his uh, his his family. You know, his father and brother. He said, I believe that were that were. He said, in the farming business, right, Mac.
0: That 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 is correct. So my dad works for Wells Fargo, but he's a he's a hobby farmer and I I picked up that hobby farming. I mean my granddad farmed for a living, my dad farmed oh. for fun, and that's that's what I do as well. So I've actually got beef cows now, so I tell people some people play golf on the weekends. I like to mess with cows and put hay in the barn. That's so it. some people think I'm crazy but I enjoy it.
2: Well, and, well, and don't let him, don't let him, I got to clear something up for the first I think se, I feel it. Mac, I think you're a pretty honorable Christian fellow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, but you're short-selling yourself I, acting I like you don't know bit. how to fix everything and weld. I mean, the, the whole reputation I know of you is you are the guy that works with your hands and can fix anything and does that, so... uh this well, and I, I appreciate
0: that, trend. I mean, that was a, a fear growing up. So I've worked awful hard from probably my 16th <laughs> birthday on to, to be able to, to to fix that and to to have the confidence to go out and fix things. And, and the only way I've learned is by breaking a lot of stuff. I mean, I have broke more things on that Jeep than I can count, and, uh, and it builds a lot of confidence. I mean, I, I think as my kids grow, they're going to have tool sets, and I want them to learn how to weld and learn how to fix things because it, it teaches a lot of confidence growing up.
1: Well, I mean that—that's kind of the farming way that you got to fix everything. I mean, to your right. point, you said it was when you were racing in, in college, but the show's got to go on whether it's broken or not. I mean, throw a little gum here, a little spit there, turning this that, and all of a sudden it works again. Off we go. Um oh. I have a very small amount of experience there. So does Trent on, on, on the farm lifestyle, but I mean, it, you, you got to make hay while the sun shines, right?
0: That, that's exactly right. I've had it on both sides. My, my father-in-law, John McDowell, is a big farmer as well and he grew up doing the same That's thing so and cool. we've enjoyed doing that together for many many years so
2: all right well let's uh, let's, let's get back so, so so hold on all so right. it was like an arranged marriage i wasn't around mac wing it then oh. but uh <laughs> but johnny mac's daughter the the farming princess and and, and mac oh, I, I mean it. i'm just telling you
0: <laughs> all right trent I, i'll tell you this i mean i, I way out my coverage with marrying megan mcdowell i can tell you that when i met her and we got engaged in six months of dating and um you know it's one of those things when you know you know as they say and i told my dad i said look i know it's not getting any better than this and when i when my (laughs) now business partner tom met my wife he said son he said you have got a great sales career ahead of you And I said, you can pull that off he said you can sell construction products and and I said, all right. Well, that makes sense. I yeah,
2: hear you. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'll second what you. We just
1: can said. relate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But no, all right. So let's go back. Segment. We ended the last segment. You were talking about how you got into the construction game, so to speak. Yes. Um. You you, you came from being a history teacher, uh, and all of a sudden, one of the 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 fathers of, a, of one of your uh, kids that you had coached came to you and said, hey, Mac, we want you to come on board. And he said, what do you do <laughs> again? Tell me, how, explain this to me. Went back, talked to some advisors. They gave you some advice. And then now you're, now you're full-blown in the construction game.
0: I'm, I'm full-blown in the construction game at this point. I remember my first day on the job, I came to Tom and I said, Tom, I'm, I'm not a sales guy. And you want me to go out and sell product? And fix things out in the field i can do but selling product I, I don't know how to do that and he looked at me and said son you sell history to those kids every day in the classroom you just don't think of it as sales he said so if you believe in it there you go. you'll be just fine and it was great advice and tom really had changed from being over the years from being just my boss to a father figure to me and a mentor and a, and a true friend so that was in 2007 and really one of the things that changed the trajectory of our company and our direction was we were doing some budgeting for a work, for a large general contractor on a large parking deck in downtown Charlotte. And we were budgeting the project and had help with some material selection with the architect and the design team. And we sat down in front of the general contractor in the job trailer. And you know what the job trailers are like. And we're on the job and, and the general contractor starts asking some questions. He said, well, how would you access the other side of the building. And I well I'd probably drop a swing stage down that side and I'd run a boom lift around the other side of the building and had kind of gone through the erection plan and what we would do to, to install the project, assuming he was going to hire some qualified subcontractor to go out and do this work. And he said, well, boys, he said, I'll get your contract out next week. And we walk out of the job trailer and Tom looks at me, and he said, shoot. He said, what are we going to do now? He said, we don't have a, a workforce. And Little did they know we didn't even have any the manpower to pull this job off. Oh no! <laughs> and I said, Tom, I said I, I can go out and find the guys that can. We can find some guys to help us install this thing. I said, I put engines into jeeps and built roll cages. We'll figure out how to build this thing. And you know, gosh, I was a kid and had no no business talking like that. But Tom trusted me and he allowed us to go out and hire the right erector to get that job done. And that was in 2007, and we've been incredibly fortunate to to grow a crew and a team since then of qualified professionals that knew what they were doing. Um, Because at the time, I couldn't tell you what a control line was. And, I mean, heck, I was teaching high school six months before. So we were really very fortunate. I mean, we talk about divine intervention a lot in our business, and I really do think the Lord was looking after us. I mean, we were very fortunate to find a good project, and we learned a heck of a lot and had a great team there that helped us through that project. And from there, we've been able to grow our business and been fortunate to work on a lot of the unique uh, ornamental metal projects in the Carolinas and Georgia since.
1: Well, well, let's talk about some of those projects. I know Trent mentioned uh, NASCAR um, before we got started. I mean, a lot of the stuff that you all have done, uh, most of the public here in Charlotte may, may be familiar with. Can you kind of give us a rundown of some of your favorites and maybe some that were yeah, I, more challenging I, I, than absolutely. others? Absolutely.
0: So so right now we're working on the Convention Center in downtown, so we're building this really neat perforated panel cube that is going to light up. So as you're going down 277, you'll see this. It's really a mix of art and ornamental metal, which is going to be neat. Um, We just finished a lot of work in the Truist headquarters in downtown Charlotte. We did all the perforated panels on the uh, scoreboard at Bank of America Stadium. Um, We just finished a large parking deck for Bank of America at the legacy union site yeah and we've done anything from that to a a dinosaur we erected down in savannah um for the kesslers that own these bohemian hotels so we try to be the guys that when a contractor or an architect looks at a set of drawings and they're trying to figure out how to build something and they go who the heck's crazy enough to do this we try to be that first phone call
1: now, I, I mean, that, that is the, all these things are, are pretty neat. I would imagine you'll have a pretty cool shop. Trent and I have to come, come visit that thing to see what you guys are up to. Do you fabricate most of this stuff in house and then deliver it, or do you do it on site?
0: We do. A lot of it is shop fabrication and then yeah. we're analyzing and bringing things out to the site, putting them together. Shop labor is a lot less expensive and predictable than field labor.
1: Yes, it is. Um,
0: Right now we've got 57 folks out in the field, so we will travel and do a lot of work out in the field as well. But um, as much as we can do in the shop, we try to build as much in the shop as we can.
2: What do you think about that, Patty? I think we need to take a little visit. I'm telling you. I think we uh, need to take a little visit. And I've heard heard this before, but basically, I mean, like you said, you do the stuff people scratch their heads, don't know you said that. How are they going to get it done? You're a problem solver, and you and and you do the manual, the the tough labor stuff. You do it, and you do it with a smile. We
0: we do, and it, and it all comes down to our people. I and mean, we've got some of the best guys out in the field and here in the office that that coordinate everything I've ever seen. And one of our mottos and our the credo that we live by here in the office is we find a way. And that's kind of what the guys say is hey we find a way. When others say they can't, we're going to find a way. And it's kind of like when we put that dinosaur together down in savannah the guys are kind of shaking their heads and um well, they found a way they found a way to put this thing together and, and build the steel structure to support it and we get down there and the owner said hey now i want the neck to move up and down and most teams would have said no way we can't do that my guy said yeah we'll figure out a way to do that there you and go so I'm, I'm really proud of our team it's all about the team that we built and I really believe that could do anything.
1: There is a business lesson in this last segment. It's to find the things that nobody else can or wants to do and then find a way to do them. That's right. See what I did there?
2: Art Williams, just do it. Just do it. I mean, just do it. Well, my house isn't selling art. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so the hard houses aren't selling. Do it anyway. Do it, yeah. <laughs> Well, Mac, man, what a wonderful uh, story, both personally yeah. and business wise. Uh, I mean, I feel like we need to need to have you on again just to keep going. Give your business a plug, please. Uh, An awesome story.
0: Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, come come check us out. The best place to find us is on the internet. You can find us uh, on Instagram at Southeastern Architectural, or you can find us on our website at Seas. That's S E A S hyphen T R dot com. Come check
2: us out. Well, thank you, uh, Mac. Mac Wingett with SEAS, Southeastern Architectural Systems. Uh, you're listening to At Home with Roby.
1: Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. Just finished up with Mac Wingett. Trent, he's he you were he was everything you said he was. Gonna yeah, be. I was trying, tried hard. Exceptional. I really enjoyed hearing his story. He just seems like a real humble, very honest fellow. That uh, I, I we need to go down there and check out his shop and see what kind of stuff they're cooking well, up.
2: He has he has. Uh two young children uh and and Wyatt is his young son he's about Ford's age his okay. daughter I think Mary is uh, is uh between four to my daughter's age I don't know exactly uh but you know every other year we talk about this on the show I go up to uh 50 years of Farm Progress show with my buddy Bruce Doan and Bill Kathy Henry Kathy and a couple of those other cats uh now that our churches have merged and you just heard it. He's a whole farmer soul yeah. type of man. He likes tractors and metal. Uh, there's nothing better, I think, to, for for old Mac Winget than this This what we go up here and do. And uh, he's taking Wyatt, and I'm going to take Ford. So what about that? There you go. That's something, a little road trip action. So uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I thank Bruce for, you know Bruce. Bruce course, who doesn't Bruce know him? He's a household name in the Roby family.
1: I have to be honest. Every time I hear people talk about tractors, um, I did an internship during uh, college. Well, internship. I was the labor force behind aeration for True Green Kimlon of the local Greenville Market. <laughs> uh, they called it an internship, but really all I was was a guy with a map book and a truck and a tractor. And when a the, the guy I learned from, who was there about two weeks, would hop on this tractor with the aerator behind you know that song she thinks my tractor's sexy. Yeah, he would just blare that at the top of his lungs and he was there about 2 weeks and then he quit. And they're like, "Hey, you college kid, you can do that, right?" I was like, "Sing your tractor sexy? Did you uh they're did like, you nah. did
2: you are you good at that song?"
1: I mean, I think I was pretty good after after listening to him for a while, but that was my job is riding around. I was like, wait, a minute, I thought I was supposed to learn something about business here. And they're like, yeah, you are. Hard work pays off. Keep going. <laughs> there's a there's a modern-day song, Farmer's Daughter. Oh, yeah. Who, who sings yeah. that song? I yeah. can't
2: think of who sings it, but I love that song.
1: No, but you, you were talking about, at the, on the first, you were talking about uh, Rowan breaking a sledgehammer on the first segment. Yeah. And I had to show you my thumb.
2: You this, did. This Your a, thumb does not look like it feels good. It was a uh, homemade
1: bird feeder. I'm sorry, homemade birdhouse accident. Yeah, watch out, TJ. Hammers are not meant for some people. And evidently, on that particular moment, it wasn't meant for well, me.
2: Well, Mac makes me feel inferior because I'm Ron Haston's <laughs> son, and everything <laughs> yeah. construction and carpentry, not farmer. We we were not farmers, we're, but we were contractors. Uh, I think Travis Haston has achieved Mac status in the family lineage over the Haston construction carpentry side. I don't think I have, I think I'm above average. Time out. Uh, time
1: out. I have for the listening greater Charlotte Market and whoever else is listening, I have seen Trent frame in a uh, a fire gas fire. You remember that? Yeah, oh yeah. After the show and it was like the one day I had to go to like a I don't know, a meeting where it required like a button down shirt and like a nice pair of slacks. And you must have done that just to get me, because 'cause you're he like, Hey, I need you to come help me for a second. I'm in a garage like hauling two by fours in and like the nicest clothes that I have. And Trent Haston Frame this thing out in about fifteen minutes, and it would send me out like, "Hey, I need a piece of wood this big." I come back, but you did a good job. I was yeah, impressed. Man. I was like, "Man, I didn't know you had right. that in you." Uh,
2: well, I said, "I think I think I take it a little bit for granted. I'm above average, but I'm nowhere near my brother and and, and some of these some of these folks that that uh, work hard serve our clients over here at the Roby family. Oh, yeah. are very skilled, unbelievable, and I'm skilled. not. Uh, and I don't honestly. I think I'm satisfied with where I'm at at that level in my life because I, I work on other things, and I'm a big I'm a big believer in uh, be real good at a couple things and 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 leave the other expertise departments to other people. So you're not a trend of all trades. I, I think I can do some things, but I None but I don't, I don't I don't I don't need to learn more stuff.
1: Honestly, I think. I learned the most about fixing things through rental property ownership mm. than I did anywhere. I mean you can relate the good to that. thing
2: about rental property ownership is it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> it, well, it just has to work. You just gotta get it fixed. Yeah, yeah. I mean if you patch a drywall hole it it can be kinda not perfect. If you paint it can be a little out of the line. Right uh if you do a plumbing repair as long as it's not leaking and works it doesn't have to be the neatest thing in the world uh so that's a good place to cut your teeth you know my dad me my dad helped me on a couple early rental houses and i i was the businessman that collected rent and he was the handyman that was our agreement uh so i'd schedule he go there and We looked a lot alike, (laughs) and these tenants would. I, you know, I become friends. I do. I do the. I do what you're not supposed to do. I become friends with them and stuff. And then they're like, "Who are you?" To my dad, he said, "I'm just a handyman." Trent just sent me, you know, Trent's tough. He just sent me over here to fix this. And then after a couple service repairs, I think they were breaking stuff to get Ron to come back and serve them. Oh, humble man. And uh, they would figure out he was my father. I, w- I couldn't keep the cat in the bag.
1: I'm laughing for more than one reason. Yeah. The, the the second reason I'm laughing is your first rental property. You told me, these. Dad, is it bad if I put a marble on this end and it rolls real fast to the other
2: end? <laughs> Is that a bad thing? <laughs> he said, boy, you know we might need to do a little better job on the inspections of these things. Maybe we crawl under a house a time or two, so uh maybe not. I don't know man. Good stories, great day uh love mac wingetts story architect architectural southeastern s e a uh, southeastern architectural, architectural Systems. Systems. God yeah. I got s e a s check them out. Thank you, Mac, for being here. Hey, go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Put a smile on your face. Thanks for listening.